Hey everyone, we're going to talk about in this episode of the Leading LDS Corecast about is it appropriate for an elders quorum president, relief society president, a bishop, a state president, whoever it is, to create a mission statement for or a vision statement for the group or quorum that they preside over. Um, now, this is the Leading LDS Corecast. If you're looking for the traditional Leading LDS podcast, this is not it. I encourage you to uh, go back to iTunes or your podcasting app and search for Leading LDS to find that one. But this is a more uh, in, uh, maybe daily or every few days. I just uh, turn on my phone and, and start talking into it. And that's what this produces. And we primarily make this for core leaders who are uh, – monthly con- monthly or yearly contributors to the leading LDS cause to give them a little extra content that they benefit. But if you're not a core leader, that's okay. You can still listen, but we encourage you to go to leadinglds.org and make a contribution because that's what helps this cause go around. So back to uh, the, the question at hand. Um, by the way, I just got out of a fantastic stake meeting. Our stake presidency uh, put a meeting together and called all the... Um, Asked the elders quorum presidents and the relief society presidents in the stake. We just got together in the high council room, had a roundtable discussion of ministering, and uh, you know, just shared best practices, what we're doing, how we're approaching it, what our presidencies are talking about. Really good use of time, I thought. It was spiritual. It was uh, just over an hour, hour and a half, which was good enough for me. And uh, now I'm I'm headed home. Maybe going to go run some errands while I have a babysitter. Um, and that's not my wife. My wife is working, but anyways, that's beside the point. I'm getting, I'm getting distracted. So I got this email the other day and, uh, let me pull it up here. And, uh, I guess I shouldn't have started driving. Um, let me pull over here. Um, so this email I got a few weeks ago from, I think it's a Relief Society president. And she said, Hi, Kurt. Thank you so much for your new book on ministering. And this, she's referring to the book, uh, the, uh, A Culture of Ministering, which you can download for free at leadingldes.org. It says, I'm so grateful for your book. I am really enjoying it. I have a question about the vision or mission statement that you propose we come up with together as a Relief Society. I was very excited to do that and was talking with someone, and they said that Elder Ballard said in one of the ministering videos not to come up with your own mission statement because the release study already has one and we should be using it. Uh, and then she uh, posted the release study vision statement. And she says, maybe I misunderstood what you are talking about. Can you let me know what you think? And I emailed her back and just said, uh, interesting. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't uh, come across that quote by Elder Ballard, but I'd be interested in hearing it. And um, she didn't know exactly where it was. And if there's anybody listening that knows the quote she's referring to, that's fine. Now, back to her question at hand, uh, as far as vision statements go. Um, sure, I mean, there may be, yes, do, does the Ruth study have a, a mission statement? Yes. Does Elders Quorum or Priesthood have a mission or vision statement? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's some, some wording you get out of the handbook. Okay. Now, Maybe the mission statement isn't the best term for it, uh, but here's the reality. And I've shared the story. I shared the story in the book about the power a, a vision or mission statement has in that I experienced as a bishop in South Salt Lake a few years ago, and how it completely transformed and transformed the ward, but really established a culture, a movement within the ward. Because generally, what happens is 
whether there's a vision statement or a mission statement for the Relief Society or the priesthood, nobody's talking about it. It's maybe on the wall, you know, in a nice frame with some in calligraphy and, and it's there and it just sort of blends in with the background. Nobody's talking about it, right? And so the main point of having a vision, a mission statement is that it is a spark of motivation it, and, and most importantly, it gives it a purpose, gives purpose to that group of individuals. Because generally what happens is, you know, just using an Elders Quorum example, individuals show up to Elders Quorum and they're just sort of there like, okay, this part where we have like this superficial lesson and people, the instructor may be able to ask empty questions and yada yada. And, and then we all go home and uh, it's fun because I got friends there and it's fine. And then what happens, you know, in the past that's happened with home teaching, now with ministering, uh, there's sort of this, okay, let's get out this, let's love one another, let's serve. And everybody's like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great idea in theory. But if you don't give the quorum purpose, if you don't give them a mission or a vision of what we can accomplish, then what's the point? I mean, these, these things will never work and they'll just become mundane. They'll just become annoying ex exercises that, yeah, we're supposed to do this to be good Mormons. And yeah, we're supposed to do that, but oh, I'm busy or whatever, right? Because you haven't led with vision or a mission. And so regardless if you use the the official vision statement of the Relief Society or find um, the, the purpose of the Elders Quorum in, in the handbook, you have got to reference it. You've got to put it behind. It's the engine of what you're going to accomplish as, as a quorum or as a Relief Society. And this is where I'd go a little bit further with, yeah, I mean, obviously, and let's, let's say, let's assume that Elder Ballard did say that, that we shouldn't come up with our own mission statement. Okay, that's. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think he said that. But, anyways, if he let's let's assume he did. Well, that's fine. But how are you going to apply that mission statement to your uh, to your uh, relief society or quorum? Because if you read the relief society mission statement, it's a fantastic mission statement. I could pull it up here, but I'm driving again, so I won't. But um, if you are, you you could pull up and, and talk about it. But it's generally it's such a general mission statement, right? Because it's for a general body of relief societies. You need to make that your, your mission statement and then say, how does this apply to this relief society? Or how does this purpose apply to this elders quorum? And what can we do today? So for example, in the story, which I encourage you to go check out uh, the culture of ministering and download a free copy on leadingldas.org uh, and read the story. But essentially our vision statement, our mission statement for a time in the ward where I served as leaders is how can we lead these individuals if we don't even know these individuals or how can I, how can you lead your sheep if you don't know your sheep, right? And so it became this overwhelming movement in the ward to at least reach out to every unknown name on, on the list. And that simple direction, that simple vision and gave so much purpose to the ward that every week they started, they showed up thinking, yeah, of course I'll go to Sunday school. Of course I'll go to elders core meeting. And, and yeah, of course I'll have a lesson, but man, we're doing something special here. We are, we have a, we have a goal in mind and that goal is possible. And that, that goal is something that I can even participate in. And I want to be a part of that. And then as leaders, we would organize and give them structure to accomplish that. Okay. And so, by, by going back, by having a, a mission statement, 
and then, you know, even if it's the general mission statement, but then applying it to your Corma release society and say, this mission statement looks like this in in our quorum, and it could be something, it could be a six-month mission statement or vision statement. It could be a three-month vision statement. It could be a year, right? And maybe you can say there's more of a theme or whatever, but with that theme comes structure that needs to come from the leadership in order to accomplish that. So the point I make in the book in the first chapter is that you're not going to get anything done. You're not going to get any leading done until you are you can actually establish a purpose through a mission or vision statement in your ward. So going back to this wonderful email I got that I will forward her this link and uh, she gets a personal 10-minute uh, response uh, to her email, which sure beats uh, writing email. I gotta go crazy with writing email. But um, the point is like, regardless if you want to use the Relief Society one or you feel it's only appropriate to use the Relief Society one, how are you going to articulate that mission statement, mission statement every single week so that it becomes not just a, a mission statement, but it becomes a culture within your, within your group, within your Relief Society? The, the biggest task that any leader of any time, of any organization, the biggest task they have is to establish a culture. And nothing is more difficult when it comes to leading, than establishing a culture. But it is nothing is more important. Nothing is more important. And I even wrote an article on Leading LDS called Culture Eats Doctrine for Breakfast. Okay? Yes, there is, there is such a need for clear truth and doctrine in this gospel, and it is life-changing, and it can impact individuals. But if that doctrine is not surrounded by culture, it won't work. It will not work. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with the doctrine of this gospel. And I don't see any reason to petition or to even have an opinion that it needs to change. But there is a huge problem in some areas of the church with the culture of the church, right? And a lot of people assume it's the doctrine, but it's not. It's the culture. There's nothing wrong with the doctrine. It's all about the culture. So there's food for thought. When it comes to vision statements, mission statements, if you don't have a mission statement that you can point to and say, brethren, this is what we're doing. How'd it go this week? What can we do different? How's your ministering going in regards, in the context of this mission statement, right? Do we need to change it? Can everybody get behind it? I mean, because that's the thing you get buy-in from the mission statement. If you if you formulate the mission statement as a corner release society, you are indirectly uh, or many times directly getting their buy-in saying, yep, I was in that meeting where we came up with that. My opinion was heard, and my opinion influenced that mission statement. I was part of the inspiration of Revelation when that was established, and so I can get behind it. That, my friend, is where motivation comes from. That's where a culture is established, and we can move forward establishing the kingdom of God through a powerful culture. All right, my friends. I would love, if you have a, a thought, a um, if you have a question or topic that maybe you want me to rant about, again, not that I'm the leadership expert, I'm never trying to portray myself as the leadership guru, LDS leadership guru, but uh, anyways, we've done a lot of interviews, put a lot of content, and uh, there's, there's stuff to say, so love to hear from you. Thanks, guys.